2: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight hello and Joe Branton yes quite the case indeed no Jay Cross this week he is out at uh, some sort of trade show or something like that doing official Fender business or something uh, of that elk with headphones and stuff where is he he's in uh, Berlin Berlin Ether. Berlin the, uh, the trade he's show he's doing and... Ether in Berlin he, no he's absolutely <laughs> not and we must for the sake of his career say that he is definitely at EFA and not doing Ether right um, but you know he might be doing either but one of them we know no, he's not. Maybe he's doing he's, he could be doing both, I suppose. And yeah, that might be making more fun. No, it's worth he's. Trying. Let's just for the sake of Jay's professional career, he's at EFA, the right. German trade show, and not doing high strength huffable drugs. <laughs> um, that's right, isn't it, Joe? You probably know <laughs> that. Y- yes, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, do yeah. huff ether, Indeed. but it is hard to get hold of these days. I've never tried. Um, so well, it's not Victorian times, so I guess. <laughs> Indeed. No, oh, I think you're thinking snuff, aren't you, Matty? No, I'm sure I'm thinking of ether. Uh Maybe. <laughs> it's I don't, guys, it's I don't taken know quite a Quite a turn. So, guitars, <laughs> guitars and that. I think the reason that this has already gone off the rails is because we've all been super busy and there's actually quite a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Matty, oh. you again have been um, super busy working on this boss event that's coming up, this uh, mu- boss museum, as it were. What we, T-minus four days or something? Oh, God. Is everything,
1: yeah. is everything in place I think so I'm down to the I'm down to the nitty gritty on my uh, to do list so it's just a couple of things like guest list like, I'm sure I'm missing like three people off the guest list
2: it, is just it uh, yeah just, oh, Is it? could it be, uh, could it be um, yeah please don't because I'm going to travel up to that London you know how much I hate traveling up to that <laughs> you London you hate the London it's the worst city in the world <laughs> no, shut state. up it's the best city and in the I've world. been to Leicester it's unbelievable Leicester's not Leicester's not that bad uh, Leicester's okay. London's I mean, worse. Leicester's, Leicester's not Hull. That is true, actually. Yeah, no, London's the worst city I've ever been to. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Matty. Obviously, not travelling up there, but looking forward to seeing you and a whole plethora of Boss things. Yeah. Um, what's the? Bit shaping up. I was thinking the other day. What is the rarest thing that's in this like pop-up Boss museum? Um, okay, so there's a couple things. The Boss
1: B100 acoustic preamp, which was the first ever product to feature the boss logo on it okay um i saw it in the boss book when i bought the book when i was a kid and i was like probably never see one of those never ever seen one online um and there was one in the museum which was donated by someone who found one like 10 years ago and donated it to the museum nice that's pretty rare um the roland dm1 delay unit um which is the original analog delay in its original box. We thought that was pretty cool. Sweet. Um, considering that's 41 years old and it's still got the original box. Um, but my favorite piece, one of them, is the Roland SCC 700 sound computer. Um, it's a which, was ba- which was basically the first ever switching system. Um, so it's got like eight spaces for pedals that bolt onto a massive pedal board like actually you bolt the boss pedals onto the board yeah. and then there's two fixed plugs and then there's an actual com- like little computer on the side that you can then program the signal path of the pedal chain and then you get an external foot controller to uh, control it all with. Is that pre- Considering it came
2: is- out in like 1981, it's pretty bonkers. <laughs> so that's, I was going to ask if it's pre-MIDI, but I guess probably not at that point because MIDI... It is pre-MIDI. Oh, is it? it okay. It, 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 it
1: runs on a roland 24 pin cable sweet <laughs> um which we had to find because the last one that went on ebay went for 500 pounds so, <laughs> oh a 24 pin cable because they just when that technology went out of favor and then those cables kind of just weren't needed and then people threw them away and we were like oh, i've got this new 13 pin midi cable or gk cable so yeah it actually runs on a 24 pin cable so yes pre- pre midi there's loads of synth stuff there that's that's pre midi loads of awesome like analog synthesizes.
2: something that we're going to talk tart. about something that we're going to talk about in the patreon this week is the top five weirdest guitars from the 70s and uh, in my research that's a video that we did recently on the youtube channel um in my research for that i had to do a quite a lot of reading about the roland 24 pin um but we won't spoil anything we'll talk about that more in the patreon episode um matt just one last thing is that stuff going to be behind glass or is it going to be are people going to be able to touch it or is it like uh, on, the, on the table people- no touching technically people will be able to touch it but we'd appreciate if they did okay good good to, <laughs> um, good to know no,
1: we've um we've kind of we thought the best way to actually do the guitars was slat wall it was like the best yeah. way to kind of do it so we've got this like brilliant white slat wall and we've kind of got all these guitar mounts on there but we go in on wednesday to start building it so uh maybe i'll share a few sneak snaps on the old uh, guitar nodes page
2: nice just um because obviously you know people will say you started this podcast with a big boss ad um b- b- let's not go on about it too much um but just give us the quick rundown again of where and when people can find it um if you head to um house
1: i think it's all house of vans london if you search for that all the info's on there it's underneath waterloo station uh runs for basically 10 days Doing a whole load of workshops and yeah, pop up Roland Museum celebrating 40 years of, of Boss history.
2: Nice, nice. And we're going to be yeah. there on Friday and Saturday. Friday. Is that right? Which yes. unfortunately
1: most people can't come to because yeah. that is invite only. Basically, I
2: said I don't, I don't want to go on the day with all the general public because you know I don't want them touching me and stuff. No. Yeah. So I'm coming I don't on the Friday. Like being around. People. I mean, you're going to be there on Saturday when yeah. people can be there. But I'm only going on the Friday because I don't want you touching me or anything oh. like that. But you know, <laughs> if you see one of us in the street, someone thought they saw you in a coffee shop recently, Matt, um, and it, it wasn't there was not you, um, which was a shame. Um, like great Shaggy. story, though. Yeah, it was a great story. They they thought because uh, uh, yeah, uh, the thing is we think we know who it was. Um, which is what yeah. makes it what makes it fun. Um, so yeah, anything else, Matthew? Have you just been fully into that? I have, I've, I worked until eleven p.m. every night last week. Nice. Any um, <laughs> how are the preparations for Japan going? Or you? I, do, I'm trying not to think about okay. it. Okay. T minus twenty oh, days. God, eighteen days. Like eighteen days. Mm. Seventeen so, days. I mean, you're going at the right time, just for the uh, impending nuclear war. So. Well, it's all right. They'll fly over. Yeah, yeah, they they all have done so far. Let's uh, let's <laughs> bank on that, Joey B. You've what? also had an exciting week. Yes. Um, you've not been Did boozing, I? which has been good. No, I came off the booze until yesterday. Until yesterday, um, when I epically failed at coming off the booze. You went
0: to a Yamaha event yesterday. That's right. Yes, I went to a uh, I went to a Yamaha UK event up in Milton Keynes at the Yamaha
2: Milton warehouse. Keynes. So it wasn't
0: unfortunately. It was not guitar related. It was the Yamaha Classic Division, which is the division. That deals with their pianos, their digital pianos, and their keyboards. not to be confused with Yamaha Pro division, which deals with their synthesizers. Just in case, you so you've got
2: Classic Pro and then guitar. Yeah, okay. that's
0: right. Guitar works, I think it is. Okay, um, so
2: what's the uh, what's going on in the uh, in the classic
0: world? Well, that was, it was actually really interesting. They they were launching a new range of digital pianos, um, basically with a with a, a ton of enhanced features and. Um, the, like a their new sort of top of the range or, or sort of mid level, couple of grand digital oh piano, yeah, just mid level. Yeah, well, it it now comes with um all this. It, it basically comes with an additional app which allows you to. I love apps. It allows you to um play any song from your iTunes library into the app, and it will tab it, chord it. And it can find the melody and delete that if if you want. Is it doing it if you from? Is it
2: pulling it from a database in some way? No,
0: no, straight off of, of off of iTunes.
2: No, no, but how is it finding the chords and stuff? Is it just it assessing the? Yeah, really? it assesses
0: them, and then you can um, not only that, but you can rework it so it can play back the actual song with the tablature for you to play along to. Okay, um, which it will give you an, 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 a lit. Note guide on the on the keyboards, um, but the you can also rearrange it. You can pick styles and change tempos. You can change the key. Um, I just want to and- see
2: someone putting some like agrophobic nosebleed into the piano
0: <laughs> just see what it <laughs> turns it. out. I said, they 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 said yeah. the The only problem is uh, that it will deal with any time signature up to six and you were like that useless <laughs> Rubber, seven is the <laughs> ultimate ultimate time signature." but um yeah so uh that that was really really interesting um like a, a, a great sort of you know way to sort of learn piano and and to be able to do sort of they're basically their whole aim was isn't learning piano dull and they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to find a way of making it exciting and easy one of them's got
2: built-in webcam
0: Oh, that was yeah, that was something separate. I I put some videos on my Instagram channel of, of some of the other sessions we had for their budget um their budget keyboards and the guy leading the training was the most Butlin's man I think <laughs> I have ever. He was just he was like Blackpool in yeah, it was bad, it was really bad, but it was good. It was a, it was a fun event, but um, but I didn't know anyone there other than sort of the Alex from JK who I'd gone up with. So um, in order to uh, sort of it. To be easier for me to meet people, I decided to drink no four pims, Mr. a, a Mr. couple Hyde of mojitos, five jäger bombs, and X amount of ciders.
2: What well, paid you for this time, I take it.
0: Yes, yes, I was fully paid for, you know, they, they pay, and also Yamaha paid for me to be there, paid for the hotel and everything. We should not you know, go down do. this rabbit hole, I feel. No. It's probably yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, well, right.
2: good to know that uh, Yamaha, uh, you know, obviously went to see some of the new bass stuff and some of the new guitar stuff. It's good to hear that they're doing stuff for their pianos yeah. as well. I'd imagine that's where probably most of their money comes from, the or pianos. most of their sales. Yeah, I imagine yeah. that's, uh, if you're selling a grand piano, the mid-range one is two and a half grand or something.
0: But they were actually talking about the... the um their keyboard, their sort of the the crappy sort of basic keyboard that they were showing us is the they sell as a company, not Yamaha Classic as a company. Are you allowed to give this information away? More of those than yeah, of course. Let's not, okay. not. But as a company, they sell more of those units than any other single thing. Oh wow! So it is their absolute best-selling thing.
2: Talking about uh, things that are incredibly good value for money. That's mm-hmm. not quite what we're talking about, but. It's good enough for a segue. Um, I actually went into GAC at the weekend um, because I thought, I've not been into a guitar shop for a while, um, and I was in town, and, like, I've been stuck in all day, the weather was a bit rubbish, and I was like, right, I'm going to go into town and just have a bit of a a potter and go into GAC and, like, check some stuff out. So, um, went and tried some stuff, which is very, very rare, Um, and... To be honest, the only thing that really stood out... Obviously, you know, there's a lot of Fender and Gibson stuff in there, um, which we've all seen, um, which we'll talk about the newer Gibson stuff shortly. Um, the thing that really stood out on this trip was I finally got around to trying the Shergold stuff, mm. which I hadn't tried before. I know you guys have because you've shot a video for them. Yeah. Um, but the, I can't believe how good value they are. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Solid Rosewood neck, nitro finish, Duncan pickups... And I think the cheapest one in GAC at the moment is six hundred and ninety nine quid. Yeah, that's right. It's the, insane. Even even the
0: inlays, Matt, you were talking about the inlays when we did the the video. They are their their hand uh, fitted aluminium yeah line inlays. That this they're so interesting. It's it's they're unbelievable just, the the neck. quality. are just really nice, different guitars.
1: Yeah, and I think it's nice to have that kind of Patrick Eggle kind of thing behind it you know same as the reverend same as the kind of the face which they obviously also do that it's been built and then shipped over here and then checked again yeah you know and you just you just know you're going to get quality like straight out of the box basically yeah you know, I mean, like two people have looked at it and it's been built in a really really good factory
2: i really got that reverend vibe from it like yeah. something that's obviously you know built in the far east somewhere but when it's shipped here or to the states or wherever it ends up um the setup is of is just incredible like so good straight out of the box and i assume that you know from my what i remember from Gak is you know unless something really needs a tweak it comes out of the box gets checked over again and then goes on the wall it doesn't undergo a full setup with every guitar that would be impossible for the amount of guitars they've got so for something that's you know just been checked at the shop and um, set up you know at the distributor or the manufacturer it was incredible Um, they
0: might be the best value things at the moment completely I'm not especially into the body shape personally that is
2: my only thing about them is I don't really like the body shape Um, but everything else you know a solid Rosewood neck for like 700 quid. It's the pickup ridiculous.
0: configurations are great as well. Yep. The, the bridges are great. You know, the, the bridges are custom built just for those guitars. As because well.
2: the pickup, the bridge pickup surround and the um, bridge plate are all one piece, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it looks really classy, like really nice touch. Yeah. When, um, do you know when your demo video is going to go live? Uh, soon, a couple of weeks. Okay, good. I'm glad that you know. <laughs> I Let's could do it as the next one if you want. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, like you know, they've been out for a little while. Maybe we should get the demo mm. up and uh, up and running. But yeah, I'm I was really blown away by um, kind of how good value they are when you consider some of the other guitars that are creeping up part, well over that value. Well, you, you um, know, it, it, in its, at the 600 pound mark, you know, you, you're competing.
0: You're looking at Mexican Fenders, which yeah. aren't very good, and they're, um, they're fine. And good. Mexican Tellys, still are not good. Barretelly. Well, that's that's like a grand now mate that's, no they're that's, not a grand that's, that's how fender they're price that grand. they're like 800 quid or something yeah nine um and and like epiphone oh, quid. you know is, is is kind of creeping yeah. up into that price point so to have something as unique as those Shergolds for that price point i think is remarkable yeah. and, and and actually listeners if you do get a chance if there is a shop near you with Shergolds, go and try them out i think everyone will agree that the body shape is a bit marmite but finishes pickups Build quality and just the neck yeah it is, is you know there's nothing like it at the moment
2: yeah it's such a shame that the body doesn't it is very much mama i think if you're into it you'll be really into it if you're not into it you'll never play one of those guitars but yeah. um yeah just the value is ridiculous some fantastic fantastic stuff um yeah. and yeah saw a few other uh, bits and pieces saw some of the uh 17 gibsons that i'd not even mm-hmm. seen in the flesh um, yeah, they've
0: been they've, they've been trickling through 2017 yeah. over the last year. So even sort of some models, and they kept doing like short runs. Yep, and uh, for the 2017 series. So some of it has only just appeared in UK shops.
2: Yeah, um, and checked out a load of PRS stuff. Mm. I didn't realise quite how expensive they were now for the top like USA ones I mean obviously they've always been an expensive guitar but you know the single cut stuff is four grand yeah, which is, is a lot of money a, it is
0: a lot of money but there is are there some super cool stuff at the moment. Yeah. like the SEs have never been as good as definitely, they are now definitely. And, and you know we spoke about them loads on the podcast when they came out but the exotic series yeah. for, for such a broad range of guitars that again was like 750 quid I think yeah, yeah remarkable
2: really nice really nice um so pretty soon the shop will be filled with brand new guitars from Gibson uh the 2018 range wait 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 so that has happened this oh. week and therefore we'll now go into new so, um, 2018 Gibsons.
0: 2018, 2018 Gibsons. I would love that Gibson do this every year. It gives us fodder.
2: It does. I mean, for the kind of press cycle, it's fantastic. Because, yeah. you know, how many articles have you seen this week about the 2018 Gibsons? Um, for shops, I'd imagine it's a little more troubling because there's a whole new fresh batch of guitars yeah, to deal with. And, and, and kind yeah. of unlike, unlike 2015, where I think, because the
0: 2015s were so unsuccessful, when 2016 came out it was a replacement for yeah yeah but because 2016 was so kind of good and so shops kept getting in 2016s and 2017 as well like you still got we still have a shop full of 2016 and 2017 so this the a a whole new load of 2018s and loads of 2018s are really good oh yeah that's what we're going to want to to get them in as well so we're we're basically going to be a gibson only shop soon yeah
2: yeah so what i not
1: really giving their product like any sort of life do You know what I mean,
2: it's almost oh, yeah, yeah, you get the 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 model year, and that's kind of it, yeah life cycle is just incredibly short, which I just find really odd. Well, it does just mean that if there's one that you like, you kind of have to jump on it, really, and I think in this we'll talk about the range in depth, but I think overall, we can kind of agree that this is a huge step forward for Gibson. fewer models. Um, but the ones that they are doing, are, I think, are spot on pretty much across the board. Um, so what I thought we'd do, Matt, if you want to run down um, the models and then we can kind of talk about each one of them. should we start oh, from the cheapest Les Paul, I think, makes sense. It
0: is probably worth talking about the overview of what has changed Okay, let's us well. Okay,
2: let's do that first then. So do you want to give us that joke yeah, you've yeah, got yeah, in front of you?
0: Um, uh, well, just um, the 2018 collection is... Uh, is going to be Les Pauls, SGs, Firebirds, Flying Vs, and Explorers. But um, only the Les Paul standard and the SG standards are going to be available now in traditional and high performance. Ah, okay. So some are going to be either or. Um, The other really cool overall feature is um, that... They are making good on what I think was an error that they've been making over the last few years. They are announcing left-handed models in virtually every single guitar, which yep. is fantastic news for lefty players. Um, and we're seeing a bit of a return of robot tuners on a couple of models. Oh, and, really? Uh, Not
2: just surely just on the HPs, right? On yeah. the high performance. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. But that's the same as last year, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Were they still on them? Robot year? tuners only yeah. on high performance. Oh, yeah, I see.
0: And uh, and no bases. No,
2: well, I mean, who needs them, really? Which is mental. Surely the twenty shops will have enough twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen bases to carry them through, though. No, no oh, shops really? have anything. the the only The only things
0: everyone has now are the EBs, the new shape EBs. Yeah. Well, not new shape. The twenty seventeen t- shape EBs yeah. in four and five string because that now we're a year on and about to be two years on since a Thunderbird was made yeah 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 and since an SG base was made I
2: wonder if their plan is to just kind of separate the bases and just do that new EB shape Mm. so they've carried that on from 2017 I guess so maybe it's it's the plan so let's do a quick uh, rundown because I think people will be keen to hear our thoughts on each of them so Matt let's start from the lowest priced uh, Les Paul okay yeah so Les Paul's only so we start off uh, still in the range the faded
1: okay um Everyone's favourite, because um, I mean, I had the faded SG, well, I still have got it, and I think they're amazing guitars for the money. Seven nine nine, so I think that's about hundred fifty pounds up from last year. Um, but hardware basically seems like the same model, except they're saying weight relief now is ultra modern, which seems like a change to me. Um, so I don't know what that actually includes. No, I don't or, know what's the point. What it doesn't include in terms of inside yeah, the Yeah, how much is taken away. Um,
2: I assume that's the, the most amount of weight relief.
0: Yes, I think so. Because they're um, coupling that with um, with a slim tapered neck as well. So I think this is going to yeah. really be quite a modern take on the as Paul.
1: Well, generally with the cheaper ones, they use a younger maho- mahogany. So it's generally denser and it weighs more. Right. So they tend to relief those more because they'll be heavier otherwise. Um, they've kind of frets that are going a standard on everything are the uh like frozen frets they're cryogenically treated frets yep. um i can't say one way or the other whether they really make a difference but you seem to seeing a lot not just on gibsons but a lot of other brands seem to be doing a similar thing uh, and comes in two finishes like a worn cherry and uh i think they i think they actually call it do call it worn well they call it worn, worn bourbon, bourbon. Nice. That looks great,
2: actually. Yeah, both of those look really good. And I guess if you're looking for a starting point, as we've talked about, seven hundred quid. You know, that's almost kind of in Epiphone territory these days. These these are great. I think these are one of the best value. I'm
0: I'm sure. I can't remember exactly, but I think. um, I think. A while ago, Moo Gravit podcast listener was um, was talking about getting one of the okay the warm bourbon ones. I think I could be remembering nice, wrong. But nice, they are, That is probably the best value. Well, we that is the best. We value didn't say what
2: pickups problem. are in there, are they? The four
0: nineties? No, the four nineties, which the, they're um, the path inspired ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
1: yeah. They're, they're kind of a, a a marmite thing, I think. For most people, some people love them, some people hate them. To me, they're always a little bit too bright. But I think when you're spending that sort of money, you've got options. Yeah. Uh, um, I think you've got plenty of options down the line to so have a great guitar. I think the thing about the faded, more than anything, is they wear in quicker. Yeah. So they they kind of they kind of buff up and they kind of feel slicker, like much quicker to the player, just because of that really really thin uh, nitro lacquer. Definitely. Um. So what's next? So next you go on to the Les Paul uh, Les Les Tribute, um, which is a model they did do last year i think they did indeed um same again these ones are covered humbuckers 490 and 498 so slightly different bridge pickup uh and these come in much more kind of like vintage inspired satin top finishes um so it's like a satin gold top
0: um, faded really honey.
2: They finally make and sense. Honey, yeah. the, the term tribute finally makes sense because you see a lot of Gibson Epiphone guitars that have tribute in the name. You kind of think, well, what is this actually a tribute to? Whereas this is obviously, you know, a cheap way of getting, you know, a nice burst Les Paul or a cheap way of getting, you know, a nice gold, gold top. top Les Paul. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like having a
1: fifty-eight plain top or a, a fifty-seven gold top. Yeah, in a, in a much more affordable option. And actually, if it was me, for the extra fifty quid. I'd, I'd have the gold top. I think those gold yeah. tip, gold tops
0: are great. Oh, looks yeah, looks I think, incredible. I think they look great. I think this is an excellent move. I've seen like um, a little bit of a uh, little bit of kickback on the on the prices on on some of these. On, How, much yeah. How much are they? much to the tributes. Those ones are eight four nine. Not not on these ones specifically, but on the range. But I'm like when you when they're putting out things like the tribute at yeah. 850 quid well, come on show me, I, show me I like a Fender or so. anyone else putting out a guitar that looks that good for that
2: sort of price that is point. true they, they are very good I think the low end stuff they're kind of knocking out of the park what you say Matty
1: I was going to say I had a, a few thoughts on prices but I thought we'd leave it till we got to some of the more um, expensive stuff
2: yeah definitely definitely so, um, um, so that's the tributes I think actually they're kind of one of the standouts of the range but the next guitar I think we need to talk about in a serious way um, the studio, the studio, indeed. The studio. So yeah, so I was going, going on with the studio? down to
1: two colours this year.
2: Yep. Um, basically, but the, um, they're
1: the best colours. Yeah, vintage sunburst, vintage sunburst, and smokehouse,
0: smokehouse burst. Smokehouse uh, burst might be the coolest looking finish Gibson have ever
2: done yeah. ever. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna throw it out there. This is the best. These two are the best ever looking Les Paul studio. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the smokehouse looks
1: absolutely fantastic. Um, the picture they've, they've, um, they've got out, I just think, looks absolutely great. No um, like poker chip pickup ring either, which I think is really nice because you get a little bit more at the top. Um, and I reckon if you take the um, scratch plate off as well, I just yeah, think definitely.
2: it's a great guitar. Worth, worth mentioning as well, changes from pretty much any Paul studio ever, Bound Neck. And um, trapezoid yeah. inlays, no, and no dot inlays, and fifty-seven classic pickups as well, with the the push pulls as well. This, uh, these look. I, I'm really, really curious to to get my hands on one of these and see, you know, just check the finish and stuff because this looks like incredible value. Obviously, it's there's no maple top on there, right? That's just the mahogany.
1: Um. I would actually. Oh no! Ma- no, it will think, be a maple cap. No, those caps, are, sorry, yeah, will be. be yeah, on, yeah. On those, it'll be a plain. It'll be a plain maple Yeah, cap.
2: yeah. Which, I mean, the, the the value that you're getting from this, you know, people again always bang on about Gibson, but what are these? Just over a grand, ten nine nine,
1: twelve twelve
2: nine nine. Okay, so they have okay. they have gone up about a
1: hundred and fifty to two hundred pounds
2: okay, since fine. the last one. Okay, so yes, they are. They're getting towards you know an expensive guitar, but. Well, they're only as much as a Fender Strat now, I guess. That's true. That's true. That is that is true. Yeah, and and
1: this is kind of the equivalent of an American standard professional. Professional
2: American professional. American professional. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm very, very curious. Out of all the range, I think the tributes and these new studios are the ones that kind of have piqued my interest. When I first saw the studio, I was like, oh, that's an interesting take on the Les Paul standard. You know, something they're doing something a bit different. And I was like, oh, it's it's a studio. That's kind of cool. You know, because for years, studios have either been in colours that I find hideously offensive, um, or they've just been, "Eh, it's a Les Paul studio. There's nothing, you know.
0: this coupled with the push-pull... Um, well, totally, and yeah. and it's it's the ultra modern weight relief again yeah. in this one as well. I I think this is an absolute. This is the workhorse.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of keen to give one of these a go. I think they they look good and the spec is really good now. So okay, so they're coming in at twelve ninety nine. What's um what's next in the range? Well, next in the range is my personal favorite of the whole lineup, which
1: is the Les Paul Classic. Oh yeah, they've uh, done the classic for a long time, but now the Les Paul Classics have P90s. They do, and they come in three awesome colors. So you get gold top with like the natural back, black, which is all black and then Pelham Blue with a, a natural back oh my and god and they look absolutely brilliant that the Pelham and blue, blue and that black look absolutely amazing
2: I completely forgot about these with the, a natural these are the best sides. these are the best one yeah. actually thinking about it like when when we were going back through I was like oh the Tribute's definitely the best one. Oh no the Les Paul Studio's the best one well, these are and, the best one this is my pick this is my pick <laughs> for best one the great thing about this
1: is it's no weight relief so it's like a, a full solid Les Paul, yeah. like two P P90s, especially if you're after like a fifty four custom sort of vibe. Yep. Now going for the the, the black models, like absolutely perfect. Um, sixteen mahogany body, plain maple top, like all bound. It's that is
2: just a great guitar. It doesn't absolutely seem like guitar. ridiculous money either. Like when you look at like the that black one. It, they just seem right. They just, uh, you know, those colours yeah. that they picked are fantastic. Yeah. Again, you know, I haven't seen one in the flesh, so I need to check the build and how they play and stuff like that. But they look great. And that pale blue one is just absolutely sixteen nine nine. You know, it's obviously it's a lot of money, but for the kind of guitar that you're getting, I don't think it's ridiculous. No, no, um, not
0: at all. Not at all. These are absolutely cracking guitars. I think this is shaping up to be potentially Gibson's best year in for the a long last- time. The last Thing is, if it's, if it's that this. good, I'm just saying now,
1: they should stick with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They the, just stick with it. Keep this... When you find that... Well, that's what they did in, like, what, 2002? You know, they kind of had a winning formula and it worked and they just kind of stuck with it. And, yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's the plan. You know, maybe they've not kind of hit the right uh, notes, as it were, for the last few years, yeah. which is why they keep changing. Any indication on what these pickups are? They just... I just say P90. Okay. Um. So, I reckon they're just Gibson
1: made P90s
2: okay interesting interesting so no weight relief um still all the binding trapezoid inlays it's just the proper les paul with p90s isn't it yeah
1: yeah which then perfectly leads on to the next model um which is the traditional so you kind of don't want the plain top you want the humbuckers and you want the kind of you know the basically the traditional les paul um these are great i think these are 1999 so not much more than they have been for the last couple of years um, burst buckers in um, the BB1 and the BB2 in both double A figured top um, kind of all the classic colours that's just a cool guitar like if you want basically a custom shop you don't want to pay the kind of custom shop money and it's a great guitar
2: yeah again you know it kind of does what it says really it's the traditional it's yeah, you know go if you just want a kind of basic Les Paul that is the iconic Les Paul um you can get one for less than two grand, um, and like you say, burst buckers. Yes, I think that they're, they're kind of the range. Kind of makes sense this year, which I think yeah. it hasn't yeah. done in the last few years. You know, the steps of is kind of it makes sense where everything sits in the range um this is you know the traditional has kind of become for you know for us and probably for the majority of our listeners that's kind of the standard les paul um and then obviously i assume we're going to jump to the standard next matt
1: yeah yeah so there's nothing else in the range and this is where it splits slightly um because now where before you could get a traditional high performance or a traditional and kind of scrapped that and gone actually right okay the standard you get the standard model and then you get the the high performance version. Yeah. So the standard model gives you all of the upgrades um, but still keeping a more traditional kind of look and feel. So you get the AAA top, you get the ultra modern weight relief and um, you get the slim taper neck. Uh, you've got the Burst Bucker Pros and you've got the um, two volume, two tone and then you've got the push pull on everything as well. Yeah. So you've got all the kind of switching options but you haven't got all the kind of extra high performance options uh and they come in at 2499 nine, which i think is about once again i think it's about 150 pounds up from from, from last, last year. year okay um so that comes in i think that was four colors in total um so you've got cobalt burst which is like a kind of electric blue heritage cherry mojave burst which is kind of it's like a lemon, lemon burst, yeah. Top thing. Which actually, I think, looks really, really nice. Unfortunately, a lot some of the pictures I've seen that the way the light hits it, the tops look too split. Yeah. Uh, so you have got like a light half and like a, a darker half, um, and then you've also got it in blood orange burst, which, which looks cool. actually into yeah, it. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I kind of like that. Um, blood orange, kind of. You go, oh, what's that going to look like? And actually, when you see it, like that's actually a cool color with a triple A top. I think that'd look really, really nice. Yeah. Once again, it's one of those ones you kind of you want to see. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a cool looking guitar. Um and then yeah, so you go into high performance. So they've kind of made a few changes and yeah, basically you're getting a higher spec Les Lespool standard with those same features, but you're getting extra. So you're getting the Lespool Access neck join, um, which is that kind of carved um if you haven't played an access before, it basically carves the whole heel out. And then goes into the kind of upper part of the of the body. Um, increased G-force tuning system because I didn't work in a store last year. I can't even remember how improved last year's models were. Yeah. So I don't even know how quick they are compared to
0: twenty sixteen.
2: I didn't see um, a single high performance model on store shelves. Uh, uh, so you
0: you would have been wrong. All the Firebirds we had uh, were high performance. No, yeah, but I think,
1: I,
2: I didn't look at those. I, right. I mean, I think the, last year.
1: I think stores had more of a choice on what they could order, and I think more people went. Oh no, people have had enough of the, the GeForce tuning system, and kind of. And there were so many options. It's like not many people are going to order a traditional high spec. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't want a traditional with all that high performance stuff because then
0: it's not really a traditional Les Paul. The, uh, the the problem that we have actually with putting uh, anything with GeForce on the shelf is that you can't put it on the shelf. Because it doesn't fit on your hangers. You can't hang them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, (laughs) I think that that kind of speaks to what I'm saying about the range, is that it makes way more sense this year. Matt, in fact, I'll I'll talk about this in a minute. Just finish off the spec of the the high performance.
1: So you get the 0 fret nut, which is what they've done before, so you can adjust how much of the 0 fret you actually want, so it makes for an easier setup. And they've changed that from brass to titanium. A lot of people complained that the brass was just too soft and it was causing problems. Uh, Asymmetrical neck, which they've had for ages... Um, which obviously rolls off on the treble side slightly more. Uh, there's like a belly cut as well. Um, and then the the biggest look change is the rear-mounted pickups. Yeah. So no pickup ring.
2: Yeah, this is uh, weird. So I'd be curious to see the back of the guitar, basically. Because yeah. if, if the only kind of cavity in there is the standard Les Paul one, that must mean that the they've either... Well, I don't know how they're going to do it. The rest of the guitar must be incredibly hollow, if that's the case, and they will have yeah, to... Yeah, well... Go on.
1: I'm guessing with the weight relief, if I remember from kind of some of the other modern weight reliefs, they are basically hollow guitars, Yeah. but you just maintain a lot of the core tone wood underneath the the block, underneath the, um, the bridge, because that's where all the sustain is. Unless so they... find Everything
2: else is kind of pretty hollow. Unless it's they... not it's a carved top though yeah, so I, I, don't I don't know I don't know it'd be interesting to find out how they're doing it um, curious to um, see them we, the we, we
0: haven't talked about the coolest thing about the the like, colours series. yeah the well, colours
2: the colours are completely different aren't they from the, from the standard they, well they come in uh, cobalt
1: fade right. uh, heritage cherry fade mojave fade blood orange fade and, and of course hot pink fade yes. hot pink someone fade. just fade Got to, got to stick that in there. Yeah, definitely. They'll be listening to the podcast, weird, obviously. It's the fade, fades out at the bottom, so the burst itself doesn't start until like just above the kind of
2: the bridge pickup tone control. Yeah, like the widest point of the guitar is where. Yeah. So if you imagine a sunburst that you know from the hit that from the neck joint of the guitar goes round and then sort of fades out by the bridge basically yeah. i'm on some of the colors and i know what people will say people would will say oh gibson are doing you know they're charging more for a guitar where it's only half finished and actually i think on some of the colors it looks way better than if they'd done a full yeah. sunburst yeah. like um the whatever the blood orange is or maybe it's whatever that kind of bright uh, orange and yellow sunburst, which, not the blood orange, that'll be... I don't know what colour that is from Heritage the list. Oh, uh, the Heritage Cherry. It's just the Heritage Cherry one. Um, looks absolutely incredible, the Heritage Cherry yeah. fade. Um, yeah, I think it's a brave choice because people yeah. will have a go at them about like not finishing it properly, but I think it looks really good. I think I'm really into it. I think the thing
1: that most people probably you know as joe mentioned the thing that most people are commenting on at the moment is that particular model is 2999 easy which is expensive but it's kind of funny really because i was thinking like it is expensive to us do we do we perceive it as more expensive because we're involved so much more in guitars because you know we all spent a long time in guitar stores and obviously i spent a long time on the sales floor only up until you know sort of a year ago and you get a lot of new customers come in who had never played guitar before, but had a bit more money. They're just like, I want the best guitar I can buy, you know. And they've not necessarily got any kind of like, oh well, you know, Gibson put their price up. They're like, I want a Gibson Les Paul Standard. Yeah. You know, people would just walk in. And it's kind of like that's how much it is. And I, it, when I bought my first expensive guitar, when I bought American Standard Strat, I think I paid, I don't know, probably ten nine nine or eleven nine nine, which is probably like the top price point at at that point. But I was like, I want an American Standard Strat. Yeah. So I just paid the price because that was,
2: I think. Was it. So just give us the pricing on both of them because I don't think you actually said how much standard is. And so then, the standard is
1: two four nine nine. Okay. And then the high performance version is two nine nine nine. See,
2: I can. It depends on how they're mounting those pickups, but I can kind of see how they're justifying it because I'd imagine that those rear um, inserted pickups do take a lot longer to do. Again, I'll need to see how it's how it's done, but I think with the standard and Gibson have kind of said this themselves, they're almost making a statement, you know. And it's that's kind of why it's an expensive guitar. If you just want a great Les Paul that isn't, you know, in edging towards that kind of unaffordable money, you know, look at the classic or the um, or the traditional. You know, that is what is now the standard Les Paul, and you've got your option of P90s or humbuckers.
1: I think as well now people are like oh well, you know it's PRS money and it's like well yeah PRS have always been that money but I I guess I think PRS probably make the same amount of guitars a day out of their factory that Gibson probably make out of theirs yeah in terms of those high in terms of those high spec models so yeah. I can kind of see you know yeah. they they sort of should be that sort of money.
2: The way that I'm kind of viewing it, and I'm glad they've kind of rearranged the range, and we'll talk about all the other guitars because there are obviously a a whole load of SGs and some pointy stuff actually this year. But the Les Pauls, I think, make the most sense to talk about it in this way. Um, What I like about it is the range makes sense. If you are someone who's, you know... At the top of the Epiphone range, budget-wise, but you think you can spend a bit more, Gibson have got some options for you. You know, you've got the um, Faded and the Tributes, and you're still getting a great Les Paul, completely gig-worthy. Really, you know, good spec, but obviously, you know, it's a thinner finish, um, and they'll, you know, they've got the weight relief and stuff like that. If you want to start getting into a fancier looking guitar, they've got the studio, which is, you know, it's $12.99, which is a lot of money, but it's only up there with American professional stuff. Yeah. That seems to be sitting at the right price point, you know, like production line made guitars, you know, that are kind of, uh, you know, they're good American built guitars, um, but they're not getting into the upper stuff. And then you start getting into, you know, um, the classic and traditional, which are expensive guitars like a les paul kind of should be a les paul should be an expensive guitar um and then the standard i think is you know gibson's production line flagship again that's going to be a lot of money and that's not a guitar for probably any of us even you know it's for people who have got a lot of money and want to buy the flagship guitar obviously beyond that there's the custom shop as well with you know stuff for collectors stuff for people with ridiculous yeah, and think- money the custom shop's changed recently as well. So now everything that's coming out of the
1: custom shop is limited run. Yeah. So you're not getting like standard custom shop models now. They're f- it's so for, for collectors. it's sort of changing it's, around that as well. It's for
2: yeah. guitar collectors. If you just want a great Les Paul for, you know, if you want an expensive Les Paul, then get a traditional or a classic. There's, yeah. There'll still be great Absolutely. guitars again i haven't played this year's ones yet so i can't comment on the feel or the sound but the kind of this ethos of of what gibson are doing where they're pricing these guitars kind of forget about the standard it's not for you the standard is for people who want to buy the gibson flagship i agree is it's a naming error more than anything or confusion well, about the way kind of but then also you know the standard has for a long time been the flagship guitar, hmm. so and it's where yeah. they've you know pushed new technology and stuff like that. So I don't think it's particularly difficult to understand, you no. know, unless I'm missing something. No. The Les Paul Standard is not for your average average guitar yeah, player anymore. I, no.
1: the, I think I think you're totally right. I think the traditional is your standard. I want I want a Jimmy Page Les Paul. Yeah, you know, and then someone is like, I want the I'm trying to think of like an equivalent, but I want the best thing in in my field. Well, you go for a Les Paul standard. Yeah,
2: definitely. And then beyond that... If you're
1: buying another guitar, if you've got the best Fender and you go, I want the best Les Paul, you kind of, but I just want more of a traditional thing. Well, that's where the traditional is. And I think you're right, Joe. It's almost like a naming problem. Yeah, definitely. In one
0: way.
2: Definitely. And and they kind of almost used to do this when you had things like the Supreme and before that, the Class 5... And Did the ever, elegant as well, which I think was uh, the very completely. First. They they were not product. They were not custom shop guitars. Maybe the class five was, but the elegant and the supreme weren't. They were like the flagship. There's Paul, and they were silly money. No one would ever buy them. And the standard used to be the equivalent of where the traditional sits now, roughly price range with with those guitars. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. they've just changed the naming stuff. So yeah, the standard is is not for. I would, I would not go as far as to say it's not for gigging musicians, but it's also, it's the flagship model. Yeah, it's absolutely. your fancy Les Paul. So, I, I think seeing all
0: of them, I think the Tribute is, is the one. Like, oh man, those p ninety ones. ones oh, I know they were great, but I just meant like, this is less than £900 yeah, of for course. a guitar that looks like this, has this sort of spec, and, yeah. and there are, you know, PRS aren't doing this for this price, Fender aren't. Achieving it for this price, I think. I think Gibson. What Mar-
2: American built guitars, basically? Yeah. Yeah. American
0: built guitars that that are traditional. That aren't you? You know, sure, they'll they'll occasionally be sort of um, an affordable American vendor, or you know, PRS aren't really doing that sort of thing. But it it would never be something that follows this traditional tact like that. Yeah. it would always be something weird or kooky. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. To, that you can buy a a traditional looking American made Les Paul for less than nine hundred pounds. I mean, I don't know. I don't think people have anything to complain about this year. This is a great yeah, range.
2: I think obviously Gibson have had some slightly bizarre years talking about 2015s sure. and stuff like that. But I think they really have turned it around. Let's talk about some SGs because SGs follow a similar pattern from what I understand. That's right. Joe, you've yeah. actually got them. Oh, no, in fact, Matt, you've probably got them up there in price order. Let's, um, let's go through them. Do you want to go? Well, should we start at the top and work our way down? Let's yeah, start at, sure. uh, no, let's start at the cheapest and go
1: up. I think start that works best. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you start off at the Faded, still in the range, still one of the best guitars I think you can possibly buy. Um, 799 <laughs> basically a brilliant guitar for the money. Just they've never it changed just, really, have they? It just, yeah. it, they? You know, I've had one now for, I think mine's 2008, or 2007 so it's coming up for it's like 10th 10th year and it's just been brilliant it's worked every day it's just a perfect playing guitar you know you've got that classic slim sg neck on it all mahogany no binding sort of no thrills it's just a great guitar and it was probably In one bourbon
2: it, it was probably what 600 quid when you got it something like that on, I the, on the card think they were yeah, I think they were
1: five four nine or five nine nine, I think, yeah. at the time. And bear in mind that was ten years ago. Yeah, so, completely. You know, they haven't really changed. No, I think that they've much. kept the price down on these Just the ultimate workhorse, course
0: basically. They've, yeah. they've, obviously, they've gone down to one finish now. There were sort of previously there had been some options, but they've kept the best one, that sort of uh, that chocolate, that worn, worn brown.
2: Yeah, um, because the cherry always looked a bit cheap. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Definitely. So what's the um, next one up? The next one
1: up, and this is a guitar. Personally, I'm not a fan of, but I know some people do like that. It's the SG Special, yeah, um, which is effectively the, the similar guitar, but you've got the kind of um, the mini humbuckers.
2: Yeah, this is a weird choice for me because it's like if you're going to do it, like it's a real '70s vibe. Yeah. the 70s SGs don't necessarily go down very well with some people so if you're gonna like if you're gonna call a guitar the sg special um why would you go for the 70s sg special and not like a nice 60s one with a p90 i'm i'm amazed they just haven't gone yeah we'll do a 60s one p90
1: we'll do like an sg junior yeah you know what i mean because yeah, they did that before a few years ago and it was such an amazing guitar oh totally
2: totally yeah they've gone for that kind of really narrow neck with the square like block inlays two uh, mini humbuckers it is it is a 70s SG special and in general they're pretty rubbish like yeah, that original guitar that's was, an odd choice definitely definitely, definitely. Choice. What's, but what, I
1: think they definitely could have done a P90 Les Paul um, SG or something like that oh and definitely Widering what's, the, 8, what's, the, what's the price point on those they are
2: 849 okay so the
1: same as the tribute
2: yeah 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 okay what's um what's next up so next we go straight into the standards oh really wow okay yep
1: so it splits again um so you've got sg standard and then you've got sg standard high performance um but the color choices are completely different so the traditional is autumn shade ebony and heritage cherry um great yep I mean, that's the classic not too... I remember when I first started working at GAC and the SGs in Cherry were, like, the wrong colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were basically, like, post-box red, like, totally the wrong colour. These are, like, the proper, sort of, like, ACDC, sort of, you know, cherry red. Yep. Um, ebony, obviously, as you'd expect. And then um, Autumn... What do they call it? Autumn Sorry, Fade. It autumn Fade, which is, which is that time kind sunburst. of...
2: Yeah, which I think looks really nice. Yeah, that's one they've done um, for a while. It used to just be called so in the range they had Heritage Burst and Heritage yeah. Cherry some Heritage Cherry, um, and Heritage Cherry was uh, sorry Heritage Burst was basically that colour. That's yeah. one they've brought back from a little while ago with a different name, basically. And then
1: the pickups are Gibson 61s. Cool. Which I think are a new pickup for them. Um, slightly revoiced, I'd imagine, to kind of capture the essence of the kind of original...
2: They've source. been out for a while. Do you know, didn't they first appear on the Les Paul piece? That had 61s in it, I believe. <laughs> 61s? Yeah. That was a weird guitar. Yeah. I was just thinking... that. We'll talk about that in a minute, and when we do a little roundup. But I was thinking about that, that guitar, and I'll tell you why. But um, just yeah, if you let us know, um, there's nothing like an instrument with a hide glue neck
0: joint to to symbolise peace. Peace. Really. Um, so tell us about the <laughs> tell us about the high performance.
1: So high performance, you get the access neck joint, um, you get the G Force tuning system, the zero fret nut, and once again the rear mounted pickups. They come in the same high performance colours as the Les Paul so cobalt mojave blood orange and hot pink fade hot pink. and that hot pink sg is one ridiculous looking guitar Yeah, that's great so good um yeah that is, it reminds me of the sg goddess yeah do you remember that guitar yeah yeah um yeah i'm, I'm kind of into it. i kind of love it and i kind of hate it yeah um, I, feel I feel the same, same way time. i feel the but, same way. um
2: not crazy money nine nine. really oh wow okay that's impressive I I wonder on those how they're doing those rear mounted pickups because obviously there is not normally a hollow part of a SG I don't know it'd be interesting I'm really keen to see what
1: the build on those is like I really hope there's not like two ugly uh, holes just like straight yeah that's
2: what i'm something. concerned about we will uh, we'll see so the other I don't, that can't be a money saving thing can it so no if anything it'd be more expensive but I, i'm curious to see how they pulled it off on the uh, on the sgs so let's um talk because we're, we're getting close to an hour let's talk about the um a welcome addition uh to the range they didn't do these in 2017 right they didn't do any pointy stuff or did they? Yeah. Have to, do you have firebirds? There was some point.
1: There was pointy
2: stuff. Was no, there, there
1: was explorers. Was uh, there explor- explorers in twenty
2: seventeen? I think that maybe there I was remember, actually. There now there we're was talking
1: 2016 about twenty sixteen explorers, and these, but they've always kind of been like, there. I don't think they've done it in the Karina for a while, though. I might be wrong. Maybe there was just a black one. Maybe.
2: Hmm. I can't remember. But so anyway, give us give us a rundown on the pointies. What we got?
1: Right. So uh, let's go back because um, I've click the wrong button okay so um you've got in the kind of what they call the offset shapes we've got a firebird um two or two firebirds a flying v and an explorer um so the firebirds come in the standard firebird in ebony which is just a great looking guitar for one of those guitars i always like i really want one but then when i play one i'm like this isn't practical enough for me to have as like yeah. a normal everyday guitar but just an awesome awesome guitar um with the uh, slim taper neck on it um granadillo fingerboard um which i think is
2: that kind of i can't remember if that's another one of those wood substitutes or not i think that's actual wood isn't it i think granadillo is i can't remember but
1: um so and then going down from that you get the studio version which has got the kind of 2p90s which i think is a a kind of that's a rocking looking guitar
2: that it's um, it's uh, weird. I noticed one thing that's weird is that they're both the reverse body shape, but they've got reverse and non-reverse headstocks. Yeah, it's just Which like a bit weird. Yeah,
1: so, can someone got confused?
2: Yeah, yeah. Granadillo is a wood, by the looks of things. Is that it right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. It's a it's um, a, a South African wood.
1: There we go. And then, yeah, you go into Explorer and uh, Flying V. The Explorer does look very cool. Yeah. Um, super yeah, classic that really really classic looking guitar um, you sort of forget that those guitars came out in like the late 50s
2: 1958 yeah 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 and that one I mean it looks about as kind of close to that as you could get really it's a uh, Carina body um, black pickups around white guard just looks super cool I, mean, yeah. I think that I
1: think it's nice that they've gone for that rather than going let's do a metal guitar yeah definitely on, you know yeah. let's do something a lot more classic yeah um and yeah, the fly, the flying V as well, which is in the um, aged cherry. Once again, just really classy looking. You know, it's just if someone who wants a, a classic looking flying V, eleven nine nine. What? Yeah. Yeah. Can't mate. really go wrong. How much is the Explorer? Uh, the Explorer is, I think, the same price.
2: You would hope so, but. Um. Yep. Yeah, eleven nine nine. So just as a quick roundup and i think i'm glad we got a mention of the les paul piece in because it does (laughs) speak to what gibson have done in the last three years i guess so the piece as far as i can remember was a 2015 guitar Mm. maybe a 2014 guitar i think
1: Hmm. it might be
2: 2014 yeah so think about where we were 2014 think where we were at in 2014 les paul piece uh we had 70s Futura tributes, or something ridiculous like that, which had like mini Sidewinder pickups and all this kind of ridiculous stuff. I think that has kind of spiraled out of control, really, until this year. You know, if you were In gonna. Fact, I
1: was just gonna see if I can pull up the uh, 2014 product catalogue. Oh, hmm. just the first image. I'm like, oh god, what are we thinking? Because it was the hundred twentieth anniversary, it was. so they oh, had that yeah. horrible logo. The, yeah, that's the, right. They had a, the a little a little
0: well. scroll thing on the twelfth fret. not they said hundred and twenty years.
1: See, so the first picture is that actually these ones. Were those ones traditional Pro or something similar that didn't have the second tone control, yeah, but they yeah. had the
0: extra boost switch? Yeah, oh, that uh, was pretty weird. Just you the, had the Futura,
1: even... which had the P90 and the humbucker. Yeah. Um, the weird-looking um, SGs with like the, the cream... Pickups, Yeah. LPJ though, which was a cool
0: guitar. Yeah, that was, that good. was probably the start. Oh, they, they've always had good stuff in the range. It's just it was just beset with a lot of rubbish. I mean, even if we, even if you look at last year, the product catalog in 2017 was so massive that like the dealers were having to choose things not to stock because it was just too much stuff. To, yeah, yeah. To just keep on the shed, on the
2: wall. Yeah. I think so. Where we're at, and what I think they've done this year is obviously they've slimmed a lot of stuff back, and I think from a kind of consumer's point of view just walking into the store it all makes sense you know okay so i've got between this price and this price price to spend okay well you want you've got a choice of classic or traditional or i've got slightly less to spend okay you've got the choice of the tribute or the faded or the tribute in the studio you know you've got very distinctive price points you've got um, start first gibson guitar second gibson guitar flagship Gibson guitar almost haven't you you know yeah and then custom shop craziness up from that um and that makes sense to me and I also don't think the prices are ridiculous you know there's been a lot of as always when Gibson kind of talk about new guitars there's going to be a lot of backlash online about pricing just a little thing about
1: pricing so in 2014 they had the Les Paul standard premium okay which was effectively the high performance version except it had like a real like i think it was a it was like a triple a quilted top right the recommended street price on that was four thousand four hundred dollars which was three thousand two hundred pounds so and i'm sure so that was basically more expensive than what the high performance is they've pretty much stayed around the same sort of price yeah, yeah i think it's just people forget and then gibson just seemed to be the target of just online bullying to some sense and I know that they've obviously not had a great history and obviously there's been loads about their finances recently in in the news but like you say I think the main thing about this year is that everything kind of makes way more sense I mean for anyone who's got a computer now if you go and look on Gibson's website the 24 lineup and compare it to what we've just spoke about you're like if you saw those on the wall, you'd be like, "I don't know where to start." Yeah, none of these guitars make any sense. Why did the Gibson Les Paul piece
2: ever exist? Yeah, Why well, did someone and go? It was two thousand seven hundred and seventy-nine dollars, and it was a Les Paul. Stu- it was a Les Paul Standard with a tailpiece that said "peace" across it, yeah. and oh, and all the yeah things had little peace, peace on the knobs. Just madness, and I honestly, I don't think you can. I don't think it's fair this year to give gibson the amount of kind of flack that they're already getting like two days in from the announcement yeah um the brand people love to hate that's all yeah that is true that is true and i think that you see that with all brands you know you see it with apple and you see it with you know any big kind of brand there's kind of the haters as it were um but I don't think if you and bring to bring it back to what you say, Matt, about you know someone going into a guitar shop who's not kind of entrenched in this and doesn't necessarily hang out in the forums or the Facebook groups. I don't think going in and getting one of those tributes for the amount of money that they are. I don't think anyone's going to walk away disappointed. I think that they're a fine guitar for that money if you want a traditional style Les Paul. Um, and we've talked about plenty of other brands that are doing guitar for that money we only talked about Shergold in this episode you know we talked about uh, Reverend none of those brands are making guitars in America you know Gibson mm-hmm. are still making these guitars in America and th- it's going to be a fine guitar for 750 quid or whatever it is you know yep. that's kind of the, the long and short of it um, but interesting to um, to see when they land and we can kind of get our hands on them and uh, yes. give them a proper review I guess JB you're going to be the first one to see them yeah when they land in the store, and whenever, then I'll, uh, I'll come is. down and try yeah, them out. Who
0: knows? Probably won't be for another six months or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's the way companies do these things now. They announce stuff and then, uh, yeah, don't we don't see it for a bit. We are almost up at time, so we should do. I would just want to do one question actually, because I've got some stuff to explain. So um, Josh says. Uh, in fact, uh, we're going to questions. Oh, um, question. Very good. Josh says, has the $5 a month tier increased to $6? Can I blame this on Brexit? So uh, this is Josh talking about Patreon. Obviously, we have a $5 a month tier, um, which it seems like people who are on the $5 a month are getting charged $6 a month. Um, the reason for that is Patreon are now doing VAT uh, in the UK. So that's what that extra dollar is for. Um, it's annoying. Um, we, I'm not sure if we can change the tier we may be able to, but what I'd rather do is give people extra value and we just need to step up our Patreon game, basically. So, few things are going to happen. Obviously, Matt, Matt, how many more podcasts have you got left on the regular podcast?
1: Um, Let's see. I can't do next week. Probably can do the, the week after is my last one before uh, I leave. Okay. Uh, and then I guess I'll probably have a break for a week, maybe two, while we kind of while I kind of find my feet. Yeah. Uh, and we'll kind of take it from there. So we just need to work out how
2: I'm going to do it. So I think I've got one left. So one, obviously Matt's off to Japan in a couple of weeks, so you've got one more podcast with us, and then you're going to do basically like a little tour diary of Japan, like a little kind of... Um, yeah, what you kind of try and catch up with you once every... I think two weeks did we say yeah, depending something on something like that one two or free. three weeks back on the regular pod and then but you're going to try and do what like a weekly audio diary type thing yeah i think so whether
1: it's got how much guitar content is uh debatable but i think one thing will be interesting is that i'll have you know i'm so used to having all my stuff at home yeah like actually like stripping down the rig and going back to just a guitar yeah yeah so i think it's So one of my challenges is kind of actually like practice. I actually want to sit down and practice because I'm going to have like plenty of time and not a whole lot of gear to mess around with. So, you know, I think it'd be quite interesting to kind of see what it's like to take it all away. Are you staying in a hotel? No, I'm staying in an apartment.
2: Oh, nice. Nice. We haven't even Um, really talked about this. We can do it off air, but um, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, if, if I guess for Patreon people, there's going to be some guitar content and you'll be talking about like practicing more and stuff, but mainly it's going to be also about like life in Japan and stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be quite nice to kind
1: of, uh, you know, for all the people that have maybe followed this podcast for the, what, 125 episodes now? So,
2: right? uh, no, yeah. We're, yeah, 100, this is 126 we're on, yeah.
1: Yeah, so like 126 episodes. I think it might be quite nice for some people to kind of realise what I do outside of this. And also it would just be an interesting insight into kind of
0: working for a Japanese company and working for Boss in Japan. What else is happening on the Patreon?
2: Um, Well, potentially, um, because we want to kind of fill it with content, we might do some gear of yesteryear while you're away, Matty, just for some Patreon stuff to do. Um, But also, I'm kind of toying with the idea of... JB, you and me, obviously mm. we're going to do some more Brantons ranton Branton, which, Season 2. Which you, you have now got stuff for, right? You've got episodes planned. Oh, yeah, planned. I've got some stuff. Okay, good. So oh, well, People are going to get a hammer in. Next few weeks, I think we're going to try and record that, I also right? want to do
0: my own mini-series called Brantoxication. No, we're not doing that. I'm just going to that. drink. We're not doing that. And record <laughs> what happens.
2: We're not doing that. Brantoxication <laughs> is off the table unless loads of people sign up for Patreon off the back of this and say, Demand they want brand toxication. Um the other thing that I'm tying with doing, and maybe there'll be an element of brand toxication for this, is I want to do a live call in show. Um <laughs> this is the worst idea. So you've ever had. what I think is it needs a couple of us to basically take questions. And instead of taking questions from the Facebook group, we'll get Patreon people to there's a service called Discord, which is like kind of like Skype but you can have multiple people in a channel and you can turn you can mute people on and off. So what I'm thinking is that we have a whole load, load of people listening live to what we're talking about. We mute everyone in the group and then when someone wants to ask a question, they type I would like to ask this question or ask a question, then we just unmute them and uh, then we the get the chances
0: u- of this just turning into chat roulette
2: but that's why that's why we do it on Patreon because right. I trust our Patreon backers to do it so I think that's something else that we're going to trial um, and I'll put details up on the Facebook group um, about that pretty shortly A it's going to be fun Um, if you want to hear all that by the way patreon.com forward slash guitar nuts what guitar
0: nuts
2: (laughs) that's that's the new channel Um, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early five dollars a month gets you into our extra content tier where you will get all the stuff that we just talked about as well as an extra half an hour of guitar nerds every week Uh, just picked up a guitar for some reason what um, and uh, at $10 a month you will get your name read out like these people have
0: <coughs> Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joy Steve Michael, Blair Tom, Scarlett Mark, Cross J.D. Corden Mackenzie, Brad Page, Paul Cargan Jack, Godfrey, Will Claire, Scott Brian, Matt, Quinefield Oh yes, that's
2: both darling, and the sun that's good that's been here the whole time we've been podcasting at Jay's house why have we never done that before (laughs) yes Yes. indeed you sound out of breath Um, you can join in the fun at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum where you can ask questions for the podcast Um, we would normally do more more than we've done this week every time yeah, nah. we should wrap this up uh, follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds Instagram at Guitar Nerds. you can go to youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos um, where you will see the video that we're going to talk about in the Patreon this week the top five weirdest guitars of the 1970s Swag. do head there and watch that um, as well as listen to the Patreon episode thanks very much and we will see you next week
0: farewell bye bye